Welcome to MS Payne Adventures, a podcast where I reread and finally finish Homestuck. And I read Homestuck for the first time. I'm Gren. And I'm Brendan. And if for some reason you don't know what Homestuck is, let me tell you about Homestuck. Homestuck is a webcomic written by Andrew Hussey from 2009 to 2016 and was hosted on the website MS Paint Adventures. It's about a bunch of kids who play an intergalactic interdimensional video game. The webcomic is known for its epic length, wacky array of characters, and cult following. Brendan, did you have any experience with Homestuck prior to agreeing to do this podcast with me? Actually, not at all. You told me to read it, and I have been blown away by what's been going on. So I'm excited to read more. Yeah, it's. I asked you to do this because I thought it would be fun to do a podcast with somebody who has no experience with Homestuck (laughs) and has never even heard of it before, which I think is extremely wild because at one point in my life, it was just kind of hard to avoid. Really? And that's how I got roped into it. And you are a few years younger than me, but not by that much. Not by that much. Because because there are people your age who did go through a Homestuck phase. Oh, I know. I talked to some of my friends about it too. You did? Yeah, okay. and they were just like, you you haven't heard of Homestuck. What do you mean? And you're like, eh. Um. I didn't know it was that popular. <laughs> so yeah, I've been involved in Homestuck, I want to say, since I was a senior in high school. Wow. That's when I first started reading it, and then I bullied uh, a couple of my friends into reading it. <laughs> and uh, I was into it in college and stopped reading when... This big hiatus happened, which you'll find out about. Okay. And when that happened, everybody who liked Homestuck kind of stopped being super into it, I suppose. I guess that makes sense when you go on a hiatus. Yeah. It came back, I want to say, in 2016 or... No, it came back in 2014. And by then I was already... I had already moved on. So I had never finished reading it. But that's what we're here to do today. So you've actually never finished reading it. I've never finished reading it. Wow. I don't know how this it is ends. It's going to be an adventure for both of us. Yeah, it is. I have no idea how it ends, but I'm really excited to see. So there's an official ending to this. Yeah, it is completed. Yay. And I was even tempted. I was tempted to go back and read it all and then do this, but I am pacing myself. <laughs> We're going to be it's going to be a journey between the both of us. We're going to go along <sighs> together. It. For those following along along at home, I'm going to read a summary of what we read. I asked you to read up to Act 1. Yeah. A quick summary is, John Egbert is 13 years old. He likes bad movies and comedic hijinks. He talks to several of his friends on this Discord-like app called Pester Chum. Right. And he's trying to avoid his dad and obtain this video game he ordered in the mail. It's called Suburb. Mm-hmm. He finally installs it, but his one of his friends has the game as well, and she's using it and controlling his environment around her, him, basically fucking up his house. <laughs> and he wants her to fix um, what she's fucked up, but her internet goes out, and she can't do that. And hijinks She lives on the East Coast. Yeah, hijinks ensued. Uh, her name is Rose Lalonde, and she is also 13 years old. And she tries to sneak around her house to avoid her mom so she can get a higher ground, so she can get some Wi-Fi. During the course of that, John sees <laughs> some meteoroids flying towards his house. Right. No, she sees meteoroids flying at her house. He sees one big meteor, and that's the end of Act 1. So I would like to know what your initial reaction at the start of this reading was. Wow. I'm extremely curious. So um, there... I did lie to you a little bit. I, I did hear about Homestuck a little bit. Okay. Now, I, I I never heard what it was about, any like anything about okay. it. I just know that it was like a webcomic, I think is what it was called, is what people called yeah. it. And, you know, I, I was just like, oh, okay, cool. You know, like I'm I'm not like super into reading. I mean, maybe I'll check it yeah. out. But it, it, it seems like it was already past my time. Like I feel like I would have had to – read it then to really understand it okay and then i've heard people talk about it but i didn't understand any of the references or anything that was going on 
So when I started reading it, I was like, oh, I kind of get why why people on the internet really, like, gravitated towards this, <laughs> towards this, like, story, because it's just so, it's so random. The art is done, like, kind of well. I'm, like, not gonna lie. Uh, I I was genuinely surprised at, like, how, how well it was done. I mean, it's, I'm assuming it is done on MS Paint. Yeah, that's what I believe. I mean, I was introduced to Zoo Smell Poop Lord right at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when I first started reading Homestuck, and I wanted to ask you this too, I didn't know that it was animated. Neither so did I. So I got to the first page, and John is like perfectly still. Mm-hmm. And then he moves a little bit, and that scared me. That scared me, me too. First, I was like, shit, ugh. <laughs> I, I didn't know it was animated at all. And when I, and when I like, saw like, shit was moving, I was like, is my computer okay? <laughs> Do I have a virus? Yeah. And then I was tricked once again by Hussy, which <laughs> we you will so lovingly come to learn about. Actually, I don't think anybody really knows anything about this mystery man. Um, but you'll see, you'll see. Okay. I was tricked once again into thinking that I could enter a name of my choosing oh. into this comic. So did I, actually. At the very beginning, I was like, could I actually, like, enter my name? But I couldn't. I, I eventually figured out that I couldn't. And, you know, I was fine with it. I, I kind of wish that I that I would enter my, my own name, because then it would be, like, a kind of an amazing adventure uh, at that point. Which I believe is what it's supposed to be kind of inspired by, is, I like, see. these old school games that are kind of choose your own adventure esque these old flash games which i don't really know if they're super present now or if they were back when homestuck was written or if that's like a more of a throwback you had mentioned earlier that the humor in homestuck at least now is very like xd so random yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) Because I had never really paid attention to Andrew Hussey's age. But at the time when this was first published, he was a 20-something, much like you and I. And I feel like a lot of the humor is wow. probably okay. more geared towards people our age. Back in the day, a lot of people who liked Homestuck were teens and preteens and maybe early 20-somethings. But when I was into it, I was like 17, 18, 19 years old. Yeah, everybody I knew was like a teenager. So I think for us, it was like, this is so random. (laughs) This doesn't make any sense. But as a 20-something, I'm seeing him reference all of these shitty movies that John has on his (laughs) wall. And I know that that's extremely popular for people in our age range to be really into shitty movies. And watching them and talking about them. I guess I had never noticed the Mac and Me poster. And I know that a few YouTubers I like had talked about that movie, like Drew Gooden had and uh, Eddie Burback had. And I was like, oh, that's so funny and weird. And then I go back and it's in Homestuck. I'd never noticed wow. it before. Yeah, no, there, there's actually quite a few of those. Like, I think they were all Nick Cage movies or something <laughs> that I like haven't seen. I have seen. Oh, God, I think I've seen. Um, I think it's called Impact. I've seen the end of it, so. but that I was by mistake. I don't think I wrote any of them down in my notes, which is kind of funny. I kind of wish I would have wrote all of the, all of them down. I actually took notes while I was reading. I tried to read, excuse me, I tried to watch Little Monsters once, but it was very unbearable. I couldn't go through with it. I never finished it. I did watch Ghost Dad. How uh, was that? I don't that? think I want to rewatch that movie. Oh, it was just kind of like a goofy 90s movie. This was before we knew um, what we know now about Bill Cosby. Yeah. But it, it was a goofy 90s or 80s movie. Okay. And the most notable thing about it is that the actor who plays Bobby in Twin Peaks, which I love, of course. is in it. And he plays like the boyfriend of the teenage daughter but i could not tell you the rest of the movie uh bill cosby dies no. in some sort of tragic accident well i mean I... and then he comes back to haunt his children uh, uh, okay <laughs> oh no it's like mrs doubtfire but scary <laughs> i love that i think the world oh needs God, a scary so Miss, mrs doubtfire well, it already has one, and it's, and that, it's that movie. movie. <laughs> but none of us are going to watch Not it. Not at all. I think it would be cool, uh, potentially, to go forward and watch these movies. 
maybe dedicate whole episodes to you know, them. That would be fun. If you're up for it. I'm down for it. If you're up for it, maybe. Maybe record a commentary track or two. Yeah. Who knows uh, what's in our future. Well, I can I can tell you uh, some of the notes that I that I took. Yeah, go for it. I want to hear what you have to say and what you think because you're new to this world. The very first thing that I wrote down, it says, the website is very old. It's got that nostalgic feel. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, actually, while going back to read it, it is mspainadventures.com, I believe. Mm-hmm. What you can do now is you can go to homestuck.com and read from there. But, and I may be wrong about this. I may be wrong about this, but I didn't want to direct you to that in case that anything had been changed from the original format of the oh. story. I do remember it was a thing back in the day when people were like, hey, you got to read Homestuck and you would go on homestuck.com and there would be nothing there. It would be a glitch because uh, uh. there was no homestuck.com. It was MS Paint Adventures. So it was like kind of a little mystery. How am I going to find out to read this Ooh. thing? And then eventually you did. Ooh. And then the mystery was gone. And then you ask your friend, hey, what the fuck? Oh, like yeah. This- <laughs> I have a really funny story. So I was in the middle of bullying my friends into reading Homestuck. And I told one of my friends about it. He was like, oh, sweet. Um, he did not go to the same school as me. I went to an all-girls high school, and he went to an all-girls boys school that was all-boys school next door. But we were in drama club together. And the next day, I go to our um, play rehearsal, and I'm like, hey, man, what's up? Why aren't you wearing your uniform, whatever? And he's like, yeah, I stayed home sick so I can read all of Homestuck. Oh, my God. He was like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Homestuck's really great. Uh, how about this part? And I'm like, damn, how'd you get that far? He's like, oh, I stayed home sick from school today to read the entire thing. Wow. People are so dedicated to this thing. That's so crazy. Or at least up to the point where it was back in 2012. My big concern with asking you to do this with me is that a lot of people who I have bullied into reading Homestuck over the years will start and they'll be like, this is boring. This doesn't make any sense. I don't like this with act one. And I want to know if that's what you yeah. think. <sighs> you know, when I first started reading it, I I was like, you know, I guess this is okay. It seems It seems like very... Uh, lols XD so random, mm-hmm. but you know, I w- I don't think I was like actually taken into it until like I think he got the suburb like game, and then I was like, oh, I'm about this, because uh, it was like it was like a lot of introduction and then like a lot of uh just like exposition that I was like, okay, cool, I guess I'm like getting to know this character, but. I guess, like, if I was just, if I just came across Homestuck yeah. as as me, as a human being, I, <laughs> I, I would probably read that first little part and just be like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> and, uh, but I think since you told me about it and you were just like, okay, you need to read this, then I was like, okay, I, I will like, I don't want to say I'll force myself through this <laughs> first little bit, but I, I'll like, I'll read this, I'll give it a chance then I'll, I'll go from there. And and I learned so much about Zeus Poop Lord, more than I needed to know. His his dad is super into uh, Harlequins, a capture log for his Silidex. <laughs> and I'm like, I there's a lot of like programming references that is, is like made, but it's it's like tasteful in a way where even if you know nothing about programming, he sort of explains it in a way, the author sort of explains it in a way where it's just, oh yeah, like, this is what it does. So so you're fine. You you sort of get the idea. And, oh, I also noticed that uh, just one little thing, his glasses that he wears on his face aren't connected in the middle. It's just like two circles. <laughs> uh, that was an artistic choice, I'm assuming. Yeah. Also, another artistic choice is the arms thing. Which yeah, I noticed that too. Like, because uh, I thought he was gonna put put the fake arms that he gets at the very beginning, like on himself. And then I see in like the next frame that he's like holding one of the arms 
with his arms. I'm like, where did this arm come from? <laughs> Which is a lovely little meta joke, I think. Homestuck is extremely meta. Like you said, there's a lot of programming references, which I yeah. don't particularly... I did not get the first time around reading. I didn't really right. get what a Silidex was. Am I right in saying that it's basically like you're playing a video game and it's your... Um... I, I honestly have no idea what a Silidex is. Uh, when I first read it, I was like, is this a made-up word? <laughs> What's it called when you're playing a video game and you pick something up and then it goes into your inventory? I was always under the assumption that it was supposed to be like an inventory setup. I see. That I mean... I think you're right. That's how that's how I interpreted it. Yeah, that's how I interpreted it. And yeah, it's very meta. I remember at the beginning, that was one of the like, ha jokes amongst friends when first reading it. It was like, they don't have arms. But I like how Hussey kind of, he makes fun of people making fun of that immediately off the bat. You'll go on to see, it gets, it's a very, very meta. And I kind of forgot how meta the whole text is but it's really interesting and when we go forward you'll see that and i'm actually really excited uh to get past this hump that is act one because i do feel like it's not the most entertaining part of the story and really? a lot of times when people i was fairly entertained yeah. at the end of Ooh, act boy. one i was i was like you're gonna wow. be very entertained going forward then because i feel like a lot of things that people reference in the text come later. A lot of like the funny inside jokes happen a lot later and not really much is referenced in this first section, but it is a very funny first section. Can we talk about uh, what was in his magic chest? Oh yeah. So uh, he has, first of all, he has fake arms just in this chest a pair of trick handcuffs mm -hmm. that I don't think I ever saw him use in the first act. Maybe he'll use it I later. I cannot tell uh, you if he does. I do not remember. <laughs> okay. Uh, he has a stunt sword, and I'm assuming it's one of those swords that, like, uh, like push in. Like, you get, you get stabbed, like, in theater. He has a magician's hat, which he eventually uses uh, in the first act uh, for his disguise. And speaking of disguise, he has a... I didn't know that this is what it was called, but Beagle Puss sunglasses? Yeah, I didn't know either. <laughs> and and what was really, really cool is I remember that there was, like, a link in, in, the, in like, the description yeah. or, like, the, the text of it linking to an Amazon purchase of, like, what it looked like. And I was like, oh, okay, or, or mm -hmm. like, a Wikipedia article, or I don't even remember what it was. But I was like, I, I mean, thanks for the reference, I guess. I had no idea what this was, but now I do, so I get it. I guess that's, like, a funny... That's probably another meta reference well, in and of itself. Yeah, I, if I remember correctly, going forward, there are a lot of links <laughs> that will take you to things. Um, so very rarely, I think, will there be a part where you're like, I don't know what the fuck that is, and then you won't <laughs> have any reference. Um Maybe there are. I don't right. remember. Oh, my gosh. It's a weird thing going back and reading this because I... It's like weird buried memories. It's wow. like in movies where people get hypnotized to forget about their lives and then think, somebody says like a word <laughs> and it all comes rushing back, like their past identity. Wow. That's what's, because I was. You just say the word homestuck and you're just like. Oh. Well, not even that. Like we've been reading it and I've just been uh, going around looking at different things, people talking about it and things just flood back like these random references. Wow. I remember most of all the character names, like things like that. And it's crazy. And I did not share this with you. I will probably share this with you uh, when we get to it. But I used to cosplay certain characters from this. No way. Yahweh. Can I guess one of the, uh, have you, have you cosplayed Rose at all? No, I haven't. Brendan, you only know two Whoa. characters so far. Okay, Can I guess? I, I know three. I know I know the dad. I okay. know Zeus, Mel, Poop Lord, and I know Rose. So, well, I did um, not cosplay as John. Um, I did not cosplay as Rose, and I did not cosplay as the dad. You'll see. Okay. When we get well, there, well, I know. Like as soon as as soon as I get there, you I'll might be like, know. Oh, you cosplayed as you them. might know. Okay. Um, I think it's fairly obvious based on. I wouldn't say my appearance now, maybe based on my okay. appearance back then. Wait, uh, there's like a couple more things in the magic chest. 
there was s- uh, several smoke and blood pellets, uh-huh. I remember, and a copy of Colonel Sassaker's mm-hmm. daunting text of magical frivolity and uh-huh. practical japery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> big ass book. Yes. Big, big it's book. A chunk. And I and, uh, love that. And then copy of Harry Anderson's Wise Guy by Mike Caverny or Cavini. Are these real books or are these fake? That's my question. What's the name of the Harry Anderson one? Uh, Wise Guy. That one might be. I'm looking that up right now. I, I saw these and I was like, it seems a little too specific. This is a real book. To be like, it is? Oh my gosh. And is I'm ordering it off of, of magical... Amazon right now. No, I'm not. No, no I'm not. No. Oh, I thought you were. I was like, we have to read that. Uh, what is the... um? The other book called? Uh, Daunting Text of Magical Frivolity and Practical Japery by Colonel Sassaker. I don't think that one's real. I'm 99.9% no, that one's fake. That's weird that one of them is fake and one of them is real. I guess I guess the one with the wild-ass name is definitely, like, the fake one. But I think that's so interesting. When I read this the first time, I didn't know who Harry Anderson was. And I don't know, do you know who Harry, are you familiar with Harry Anderson? No, not at all. <laughs> Harry Anderson played, he played Richie in the original miniseries for It. Oh, wow. And he also was on the television show Night Court, which I have not seen because my damn VCR is still broken. No. That is a joke for all of you Red Letter Media fans out there. I specifically yes. wrote it up. <laughs> And plan to say it on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Mike Sokloska, I love you. Uh, you're not listening to this. Anyway. Could, any, anyway. Uh... Anyways. Um, I, I, another thing I, I noticed very, very quickly in the, in the whole story. Is it a story? I don't even know. But it's got like really like big boy words. Big, big, big person words. Oh, yeah. One sentence that I, that I wrote down in my notes, it it was just so wild to me that, like, this language was used for for something that seems so, like, lol, so random, XD, haha. And, and the sentence is, verb copacetic with the abstract behavioral medium in which you dwell. For some reason, that stuck with me, and I was, like, so blown away by the, by the vocabulary that I was like, oh my gosh, Andrew Hussey, who are you? And is that in the Colonel Sassaker's book or just in general? I think it was just in general. Like, I think he was, I don't remember what the exact line was referencing, but I think it was just something about, like, what John was doing. I don't remember that. But it's, like I said, going forward, that's going to be kind of a thing. I know there's a, like, upscond and upsend and obscene and... Things like that, that's part of the the humorous aspect to the story. And and I and I kinda like it. I really do. I kinda like that there's like a like a high level vocabulary in it and it's not just like I do this, this do good, John go here, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean that is helpful since at least for this part, there's very much that's kind of happening in the story action wise. Exactly. It it elevates it a little bit. Um, what else? Oh, can I, can I talk about, so the Problem Sleuth poster. Yes. When, when that popped up for the first time, it had a link on it. And when, when I clicked on the link, it brought me to an entire merch store. And, and I, and I like looked at it. Spoilers! I'm sure it was full of references. Yeah, I'm sure. But I had no idea yes. what any of these things were, and I'm not going to remember oh, let's it. let's hope so. But I, I took note that there was barbecue sauce that they had. They had, they had T-shirts, and they, they had dry erase boards that looked like the capture logs that you see in Act 1. And I'm like, What? That's that's so wild that that there that there's a whole merch store, but I guess it makes sense if it's that popular. You know why not just like capitalize on, on your on your story and just like sell merch for it because people will buy it. Oh yeah, well I do have to say. Have you bought anything? I have not. 
Uh, the thing with Homestuck is that it seems like a reason a lot of younger people latched onto it is that the character designs are fairly on the simple side. Right. And, like, cosplay was really popular uh, back in, like, 2012, 2013. I mean, it still is, but I feel like that's when it was kind of at its height, at least from what I remember okay. and what I've noticed. Yeah. So it was very easy to cosplay Homestuck. Speaking of somebody who had done it. it uh, that makes sense. It You could cosplay a Homestuck character with, like, shit that you had around the house. Or, like, you go to Walmart and grab some stuff, <laughs> and you can make a cosplay extremely easily. And I think that, for me, I didn't buy merch. And a lot of times I saw that people didn't buy, like, the t-shirts and the things like that. A lot of times people end up making a lot That's of cool. that stuff. I have no doubt that people have bought plenty of Homestuck merch. Otherwise, <laughs> it would not exactly. exist. But, unfortunately, I was you know, broke-ass college freshman, I didn't really buy. I did spend a lot of money on stupid shit <laughs> that I bought online <laughs> when I was a freshman in college. Who but hasn't? Yeah, I take it back. I did buy a lot. of, But I did not purchase right. any Homestuck stuff, unfortunately. I, I was, like, kind of looking at the, the merch store, and I was like, maybe I should buy <laughs> one of these. Not yet. Not yet. I feel like I should finish the story before I before I buy some merch. Another Another thing was... One of the lol so random moments was was John. I think he he was like just getting off of his computer or just going to his computer, and he said, uh, "Squawk like an imbecile and shit on your desk." It beckons, and I was like, like "I'm not what gonna the do that." Fuck? <laughs> oh yeah, I think it's another meta thing, right? Like John, please do that, and he's like, "Uh, no, fuck you." <laughs> no, I'm good. I'd like to backtrack just a second. That's fine. Um, to you were talking about problem suit, problem salute. Yes. And are you aware that that is another MS Paint adventure? Is it really? No. Yeah. So MS Paint adventure adventures, excuse me, was a site that, or it is still a site, but it had hosted several um, stories prior to Homestuck. Right. That are really short by comparison. Homestuck is extremely long, which oh, we will find out about. But uh, one of, you know what, actually? I don't believe that problem suit is a real one. But, okay. and fans, people who are listening, feel free to correct me, obviously. Uh, but it is kind of referencing how MS Paint Adventures is a actual website in the canon of homestuck but homestuck is a property that exists on that website which is another layer of meta that i think is really interesting the yeah you keep talking about meta and and i think you're so right it's a big thing going forward oh god both within like the story addressing that it is a story as well as the story addressing and that it's kind of the story addressing what kind of story it is as far as format. Right. As far as it being like a webcomic that's an interactive webcomic and yeah. a webcomic that's made to look like a computer game. Well, it already references itself like in the first act because mm-hmm. uh, I remember John saying, "Already, I'm already stuck at home ah, ha, 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 or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, oh, there it is, the the title reference, hee yeah. hee And there's another reference he makes, which you will um, discover as we go along. He says, it's going to be a very long day, and you'll find out what that means as we go along. I wanted to... Oh, gosh. Okay. ...ask you what you thought about John's internet friends. There's Turntech Godhead, whose um, Pester Chum colors are red. His color is red. There's a Tentacle Therapist, whose color is purple, who we know now is Rose. Is Rose. And then there's Garden Gnostic, who is green. And I wanted to ask you if you have any... Well, we know who Rose is now, but what you thought about these individuals and if you had any guesses as to who they may be or what they are like okay i i don't i don't remember exactly what they said Mm -hmm. 
I remember that they they like messaged quite a bit, and I think Turn Tech God was or Turn Tech yeah Godhead was someone who was just like uh, like a bro, I guess. Uh, like oh, like ah, uh-huh. like, uh huh. I I don't I don't remember exactly like any of the the dialogue that they shared back and forth with one another, but I I I think it's like definitely some someone that he knows fairly well whether it's over the internet or in real life i don't uh-huh. know mm-hmm. it seems like they've had like a, a very close relationship before so it feels like they know one another i doubt it would be a family member mm-hmm. in my opinion mm-hmm. just because i think it would have been referenced like oh my brother was messaging me on pester chum so let me see and then it's like turn tech godhead no i don't think that it's his brother or wh- whoever I I definitely think that it's it's a friend that he's known for quite a long time and their motive with him I have no idea but we know we know tentacle lady is rose what's mm-hmm. the other one It's garden gnostic the text was green Garden gnostic I remind me what garden gnostic sort of sent You know actually let me see it's if memory serves correctly, he doesn't really talk to this character as much as he does Rose and Turn Tech Godhead, whose name I'm trying so hard not to say right now because you're gonna discover who that person is. Okay. Garden Gnostic. It it if he doesn't message Garden Gnostic quite a bit, I feel like that, that character would probably be someone that, you know, he doesn't like. Right? You want me to I tell you? I that's mean, not true. Uh, oh god. <laughs> that's okay, okay. That's okay. Maybe you will find out okay, who okay. these, who those two people are eventually. Ooh, I'm I just excited. wanted to know that if you had any predictions, you not having one really for who Garden Gnostic is is okay. I think, uh, seeing as how okay. they going forward, you'll notice different people on Pester Chum have very specific ways of typing. And you'll see it a lot more when more in- characters are introduced and their ways of typing get more varied. I think right now it's fairly normal how people talk on there. Do you want me to tell you if you got a good sense of who Turn Tech Godhead uh, is? Yeah. Why? Why don't you? I go think ahead you're and, on the right path. You're on the right path. Okay. Cool. I think that a good that's a sign of good writing when you don't really have to say who this character is in relation to another character explicitly. Because Lord knows, I love it on TV shows when people are like, my brother called me, he hates my guts. Mom thinks so, like, shit like that. Obviously, much more obvious. I think that's so cool that that he does that. You know, it's just so, so cool that that he does that in a way. I I know. Oh, gosh. I remember, I do remember, I wrote down in my notes, one of the messages included Fred Savage has a uh, punchable face and I and I felt like you would appreciate that. <laughs> Honestly, the dialogue between them is insane. It's amazing. It's it's um it's so funny. Yeah, it's very funny and the fact that you caught on to them being chums, wink, is a I don't want to discredit you and say that it's not a long shot of a guess. But okay. it, it kind of isn't, just the way that they they write with each other. And the fact that Turn Tech Godhead got him the bunny in the box from... Oh, that's right. From the movie that's Con right. Air, which I still have not seen, but we should watch it at some point. Let's do it. That, that could be like a, like a spinoff episode. I do remember... One of the one of the feelings on Pester Chum, all of them, all of them were were like happy, right? All of them were like, uh, just some sort of like elated, excited, blah. But there was only one of them, and uh, that was like sort of opposite of that, and it was rancorous. I think oh, is what it was. You know what? I and it was just like angry. Let me go and see who that is. Uh, no, I don't think it's a person. It was a uh, it was a feeling, you know, like how you on on MySpace you could be like, I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling upset today. Or on on Facebook you can you can sort of be like, Brendan is 
upset today. Oh, it's, you're right. It's sort of something like that. Yeah, there are different moods that you can check off that are chummy, which is the current mood that John has. Palsy, chipper, bully, peppy, and rancorous. Yep. <laughs> um, yep. Rancorous. Yeah. And uh, just so that we have it on here to say John's pester chum handle is ectobiologist. And for the folks That's at home- That's right, because his- background is Slimer. Yes. I remember that. Yes. So for the folks at home, the Pester Chum handles are usually two words with the second word being capitalized. Sometimes there are alliterations, but not all the time. Do you have did you have any impressions about Rose prior to knowing who she was based off of her Pester Chum log? <laughs> um with Rose? Yeah. I think it was definitely Oh gosh, it was definitely a mystery at first. I it it was nice because it wasn't necessarily like gender specified at the very beginning. Like I didn't know if if Rose was man, woman, whoever else. Mm-hmm. It was very very nice to like see that because it left a little mystery, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. to to sort of like be gathered. And then once Rose is introduced, I'm like, oh well, what's up, Rose? You know, I want to I wanna hear your story. Like, how, how did you get your hands on this uh, suburb beta? Why did, why did your internet cut out? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's because, you know, there's a giant storm going on and you have to go outside to your, your freaking, I, I don't know, astronomy lab thing to get a better internet connection for some reason. Yeah, uh, I don't think I mentioned this in the summary, but there is a factory or some sort of industry plant near where Rose lives. And she seems to live in some sort of forest. I know she lives on the East Coast. But when her power goes out, she attempts to go to this observatory in her house, which is higher ground, so that she can get an internet connection from the plant nearby. So she has to get her internet connection from the the factory not even at her own home yeah because the the power is out at her place the power doesn't appear to be out at the plant going back to rose um let's touch on any thoughts on rose's mother or rose's uh home for that matter because we see a little bit of it at the end of act one i don't think i saw rose's mother at all she's lurking in the shadows Maybe oh, that's, why that's right. It was like a like a flash uh-huh. for a second, I like a flash of lightning. I remember mm-hmm. that she had to like sneak by. Mm-hmm. Is she a ghost? No, that's kind of wild. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have let you keep. No, sorry. That's so funny. I hate ghosts anyway, so it works. Okay. I also hate clowns. So the whole dad's like aesthetic of clowns just bothered me the whole time. But Rose's yeah. house was like huge. It was huge, I remember. And I was kind of blown away by, like, how huge it was. So I was wondering, you know, like, mm-hmm. what does her family do? What does her mom do? How does she mm-hmm. fit into sort of this this narrative? And, you know, how did she get involved with the suburb beta? How did she get in, like, uh, contact with John? And I hope that's explained with, like, Maybe some sort of flashback scenario, even though it's um, kind of cheesy. And you will learn But more. I'd like to know more. Uh, the fun thing about Homestuck is, I'm going to let you in on this right now. Okay, cool. that things are, I don't want to say things aren't always what they seem. That's not entirely true. But things are, all, are a little more complex than hmm. average explanations. Not average explanations, but simple explanations. So I can't quite say yes or no to any of your predictions regarding Rose Rose and her mom or Dang. John and his mom or anybody and their guardian going forward. Uh, but as like going forward, you'll see. We'll find out together. Or you'll find out for the first time and I'll rediscover. Can I, can I talk about something that uh, might get it canceled i mean go for it there's some things that happen in homestuck that like would get it canceled now (laughs) i mean not really bad things but go ahead what so the thing that i noticed with homestuck it's definitely like a 2009 like sort of era and 
there there were things that were said and done in 2009 that definitely doesn't yeah. fly now. So one of the examples that I that I noticed is that it dropped the R word. And Oh, and, you're right. I forgot. Right. And uh, it was in the pester log when they were talking to Tentacle. So I think when, when he was talking to Rose, uh, like the R did word John was dropped. Did John say it or like, did Rose say it? I don't remember. Not that it matters. I, that, Not I, that it matters. That I, can't tell I thought you. maybe, yeah. I thought maybe Turn Tech Godhead would say it, but oh, maybe it was Turn Tech. Uh, I think that's. Yes. I think that's. You're, I think you're right. Because uh, I wrote TT. I don't so, know who that is. Going forward, I would like to say that certain things like that do get dropped. It's important to remember that. This was written in, it started to be written in 2009, which I know is not really a valid excuse, but it's also from the point of the story is starring a bunch of 13 year olds. Right. Who I think 13 year olds in 2009 were not the most. Very immature. Culturally sensitive or mature individuals. Exactly. And then again, it is also written by a 20 something in 2009, which people have changed again like i said i don't know much about the personality of andrew hussey all i really know is that he did write this and and my opinion is that i i i don't think it'll be canceled because i think the 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 whole thing about homestuck is that it's it it doesn't surround itself around that it surrounds itself about being you know, lol, so random xd and being this like work of i guess you could say art Almost in a, in a way it's where an it's epic, like, yeah. I'm seriously. gonna go ahead and say that it is an epic, epic sci-fi. It's very long, and very complex in the story structure and the plot. So, yeah, I just think that it's a product of its time. Which you could go back and look at a lot of pieces of media at the time this was released, and it would have problematic language. And even problematic subject matters. I don't think uh, Homestuck can get canceled now because right. it is old and because it's not really something that's mainstream. I think I think all. if it if it were to become mainstream, for sure it'd be canceled. For sure. I moving away from that a little bit. I noticed that it also used the first uh, like f bomb, and it, it was the line "federal fucking issue." Now, I, I can't remember what that was referencing. I assumed it was talking about government or something like that. And mm-hmm. in my notes, I wrote after that, I was like, what the fuck is happening? What is going on? Because it it just seemed so random at points. I was like, where where did you get this like coming from? Like the, the Crooksite dowel, the Colonel Sprite? Like, what the fuck does any of this mean you know like there's a meteor <laughs> coming to hit your house like I, we're I, at I, the very very beginning of a very long very epic story brendan is what i'm gonna tell you i'm excited is that going forward things are gonna take a shot every time i say going forward right going exactly forward, things are gonna get uh wackadoo <laughs> oh just wanted to go back and talk to you about um my fate one of my favorite parts of this whole act which in the future acts are going to be a lot longer so i don't think we're going to divide episodes by act i just thought it would be a good stopping point for this one because it is relatively short and a lot of stuff that people would consider to be boring happens i wanted to talk about the issue of game bro which is probably yes. my favorite thing. Yes. The Broblerone. <laughs> so <laughs> so John reads a review of Suburb in an issue of Game Bro, which is a video game magazine. Um, now, I am not a gamer, but I am familiar with the Game Bro aesthetic of skateboards and... Um, using the word bro repeatedly it's got a very like um are you familiar with brink with brink like brink do you know what brink is explain to me what brink is it's a movie i've not heard of it no brink is a disney channel original movie from the 90s about this guy named brink and his (laughs) crew of inline skaters okay uh we have a friend from college 
shout out to JC, <laughs> <laughs> who really who really likes this movie and who who is also an inline skater. So heck yeah. Uh, but it has that very like '90s like oh X he on X Games mode kind of vibe. Yes. Okay. Is how I would describe it. So in Game Bro, there is an article um, about Suburb, and I would like to read it if you would allow me to. Oh, go for it. I'm ready to hear it. So the article reads as such. So, okay. Suburb is this game that a lot of cats seem hella pumped off. <laughs> and this beta is sitting on my desk for review. So I'm like, yeah, man, I'll write something. But I don't know. I'm like, so this is about houses or some noise? That's fine. I'm sure that's fucking like dynamite in a handbag for some brosifs. But all I'm saying is when do you get to thrash anything? While you're playing house or some shit, are you ever in jeopardy of getting mud on your doll's dress or whatever from busting out? And I quote, the mad stunts, all wicked, all wicked uppins. Oh, my God. Know what I'm saying, bro bro yo ma bro yo ma <laughs> <is> my favorite. <laughs> I didn't actually play this game, but I gave it one and a, one and a half hats out of five hats to yes. keep it real. Yes. At this point, I'd like to shout out my boy, Dennis, who was over the other day. We were going to chill in front of the dark night. He was so psyched of it all. So this one time, he was leaning against the screen door, and the shit popped open, and the back deck was wet, and he slipped down the steps and broke his thumb on the lawn. It wasn't a long fall, but hey, I guess a thumb bone wasn't made for supporting the brunt of a huge useless tool against wet grass. Uh, we never did watch Dark Knight on account of John Ron trucking his balling candy ass girth to the hospital. But it's cool. I still got another watch in me, bro tell Rwanda. My god. <laughs> That's just like it says bro notes. Bro notes. Dennis was so wasted. Haha. I mean damn. And then it's one out of one and a half hats out of five hats. And I also like to um tell the folks at home that there's a picture of the bro who wrote the article and he has a striking resemblance to Logan Paul. <laughs> sunglasses that's amazing that's what we're dealing with there i just wanted to talk about that was my favorite part (laughs) logan paul definitely wrote that i'll I'll be honest i I thought i thought that was so funny and then him reading the magazine too john reading the magazine i know that it had like funny ads in it like the broblerone was my favorite part of the whole thing the best one that was so funny i just had to stop and laugh at that moment it was just so so funny the one and a half hats I don't I don't quite mm. understand the the hats rating. I don't I don't get that, I guess. It is hats like a bro it's like thing. A is it like backwards hats or something? You know what? You'll you'll see. I'm just going to say that. When we get there's a certain part in this story that we're going to get to that's going to blow your friggin' brains. <laughs> and I'm so excited for you to get to that part. Yes. Um, and I'm sure the peak the folks at home who are familiar with the story who are listening and know exactly what I'm talking about. So what else? Is there anything else that you would like to discuss? I noticed that that Rose and John had very similar sort of vibes when when I was first reading it. It may it may just be the art style, but I noticed that they mm-hmm. look like fairly similar and mm-hmm. that they sort of like act almost the same way. It's just mm-hmm. like a female version of John is is how I considered it. If memory serves correct, it seems like a lot of people in the fan base kind of saw Rose as being like this very intelligent, well-spoken individual based on how she types. Right. But going forward, and as you've already picked up on, she's she's pretty goofy. She's a she goof- is. She's a goofball. She's a goofball. And John's a goofball, too. Um, I don't know if I'd call themselves male-female counterparts, okay. per se, for reasons I'm not going to get into right now because of spoilers. <laughs> okay. But I do think that's a good observation to make that they would be friends because they have kind of similar... Similar vibes. ...senses of humor. Yeah. Yeah, which I think all of the four main cast kind of all have. And I'm excited for you to meet the other two. Okay. Who uh, you we, you will meet. I'm excited. I just want to go back and say I made a mistake earlier when I was talking about whether or not Problem Sleuth was real. Problem Sleuth is very much a real comic 
that you can read on MS Paint Adventures. I was thinking of The Midnight Crew, which is a fictional MS Paint Adventures in universe of Homestuck. Interesting. That so John it's like a spinoff reads, almost. Correct. Not entirely. Hmm. I feel you like will, I need to learn a see. lot more about about Homestuck. There's a, like I said, there's a lot of lore. Okay. There's a lot that you will come across reading, and I would encourage you to not really go poking and looking for things because of spoilers. Okay. Because when we when we get to things, you'll be like, "Oh shit, man, that's what that." Means. <laughs> I was right about this. That's so cool. Okay, I'm excited. I really am. And I and I want to yeah. know like what the fallout is after this meteor mm-hmm. hits his house i think it's gonna Mm -hmm. be very very interesting do you have any other notes that you would like to talk about uh i think i covered most of the the things that i wanted to talk about anyways uh is there anything else that you wanted to to say i think we pretty much covered everything i want to backtrack and say that the part where john throws the game bro magazine into the fireplace yes and just kind of stares at it was so funny yes it was. Oh, I wanted to uh, briefly touch on, I thought the Dark Knight Joker in John's dad office was really hysterical. For some reason, it's just very much a staple of the time. And I think that I've been thinking lately, certain things that exist nowadays would be in Homestuck if Homestuck were still being written. But definitely like we would get both Heath, Heath Ledger, Jared <laughs> Leto and Walking yes. Phoenix all up in there. Oh, hell yes. I wanted to talk really quickly about John canonically playing piano. I guess I just wanted to say that out loud on this podcast. Okay. Because I had forgotten that. And, of course, Rose plays violin. Violin, that's right. Music is a really big part of this story. I remember because there was, like, a scene that was animated that was them playing, like, both the piano and the violin. Yeah, music is a very big part of the story, as well as animated sequence, and it gets much more intense going along. Besides that, I didn't, I don't really have much left to say about Act One. Besides that, okay. I'm happy that we're over this little hump. Yay! This is what I was anxious about about you reading Act One and being like, "This is shit." <laughs> definitely love Rose fucking up John's house, putting the toilet. Yes, that was funny. Taking the toilet out, putting the toilet back. That was great. When he puts the bathtub on the staircase. Yes. And he's like, and do you see like, anything what? wrong with this picture? Yeah. <laughs> we are at about an hour. We're at a stopping point. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. Let's say thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for listening. I guess if you want to follow me on anything i i have twitter i have instagram i have tiktok i guess even i don't even know follow me on on whatever at bendrens b-e-n-d-r-e-n-s i also have twitter and i have instagram which i need to update after posting this podcast a little messy over there but that would be at g-r-e-n-c-a-s-a-s yeah Thanks for listening. I'm excited to read more. We'll talk to you next time. Yeah. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.